gonna talk about how you know he just showed up whenever he wanted to. Then came on here bragging. No, that, that, that's that's what I appreciate. It wasn't even it wasn't even it wasn't even the the late show up. It was a hey, sorry guys, I just finished up some contract negotiations. <laughs> finished up a couple of deals, and yeah, um, I was, was recording I was, all day. I was recording and filming. I don't know how I did both, but I did. Oh, you heard the filming. You heard the filming, filming part. Yeah, yeah, you had the <laughs> filming part. Yes, yo, Capone, let's get this joint started, yo. Let's get it. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Spit out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad. Okay. You chasing clock on no way your shit turn. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is the I'ma get in trouble podcast. Your boy Eddie Lyles. Terrence G is in the building. Yeet, yeet, skeet, skeet. Lloyd Lee is on vacation, <laughs> but we do have Capone the gangster in the building. <laughs> Capone finally showed up for us. Yes, hey. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. How you feeling today, sir? Thank y'all. No, I thank am, you. I'm blessed, brother. Thank I you. can't even. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm blessed. Nah, so, we, so hold on, hold on. So you doing stuff with comedy hype now? Because I, I did see you I'm on a, like a sub uh couple drinks. I am uh, one of the analysts for comedy hype. I've been since since day one. Uh it's growing very, very big, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of something that's growing. You know, at this time and age, it's very hard to stay relevant. And I've been doing it for a long time, brother, and I'm very, very happy. New deals is coming in, and that's bragging. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what this that's is here bragging. for. Hey Capone, so hold on, because like, I got so many, I got so much shit for you. I like I'm not even joking. Like, I got so much, like I don't ever think about people when we do interviews, we try right. to go like well, like just talk. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, uh, but with you, it's it's kind of weird because I like see different stuff about you. <laughs> when did you actually start doing comedy? 1992. Jesus, I was five. I was, I was, I was five. Nah, but like, cause you, so did you jump straight with the Apollo right after 92? No, I, um, I've been doing the Apollo for 20, 27 years. Still doing it. So two years after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with math, bro. <laughs> yeah, two, yeah. I hosted so that tonight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ask the question. No, I was gonna say, how did you get into that? Because like, I know you was promoting shows. Yeah, you right. was doing shows. You was on TV a lot. Brag it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you? How did, was it from promoting, or it was just well, they just asked you to do? The it? Apollo was doing the thing um, with uh, new. They always trying something new. So at the time, they were bringing in guest comedians. At the time. And there's a brother, there's a crew friend of mine named JP Justice, who was the host at the time for Amateur Night. The regular amateur. Got it. And okay. uh, he brought me on as a special guest, and I did a great job. And so, a couple of months later, they asked me, Would I mind rotating as one of the hosts? And uh, I rotated. Uh, Kicker Pre was one of the hosts, Dougie Fresh, Talent, Drew Frazier, and uh, somebody else. And uh, after a while, they buckled down and said, We just need one guy. And I became that one guy. Yo. And what so what was that feeling like, man? Like, like was was it what did you kind of got I I made it and, and I did this, no. or did it just make you hungry? Are you ready what, to go out and do more? 
No, it was just, it was a great opportunity. Um, but the thing was, it wasn't televised. It's the regular amateur right. that they had there. And then right. I became the crowd warmer for every host, like Steve Harvey, Monique, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi said, well, if he's training everybody, why don't y'all give him a shot as the TV host? Right. I would happen for me where Susan DePass, who later became my manager, who was also the one who discovered the Jacksons, uh, gave me the opportunity. And that's where that came from. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you tried to sneak that one in there. So your your manager, your manager discovered the Jackson. Subtle as a missile. Suzanne Dupass. Wow, bruh. That's 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 big homes. She was in charge of the Apollo, the Apollo TV show. And so put me down. And everything trinkle kept going on from there. That's how I got. She was good good friends with Zane, the writer. I became mm -hmm. a member of Zane Six Chronicles. All of yeah. the Yeah. So so Duh. I got a question for you then. Like <laughs> I grew up with the Apollo being kind of like that. It, it's it's elite level. It's it's right. up there. Yeah. I how do you feel about the Apollo now? Do you feel like it still has that same <clears throat> prestige, that same level? Yeah, I do. And uh the, the well, the the show that we uh, actually do on Wednesdays. We haven't started back yet since COVID. But the show that we do on Wednesdays, people come from all over around the world. And I've gotten a lot of opportunities to perform in Japan and places like that because of those big people giving tours and all of that to come in there. So, yeah, it's still there. It's still there. And, you know, I, I can't say nothing bad about it. Yeah. So, like, all right. So, you do the Apollo. You get to meet all these people. You get to get all these big opportunities. Right. How do you stay the gangster of comedy though? Like, cause like everybody I know, this is exactly what this. Cause I said I put it online. I was like, "Yo, we got Capone tonight, right?" And somebody was like, "Don't say nothing stupid. He might find you and smack the shit out." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> cause we like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I we talk off the cuff, so sometimes right. like if you heard our podcast earlier, we was talking about lasting for five minutes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we just talk. You right. know what I'm saying? And go where it go, like comics do. So like, well, <laughs> how did you stay the gangster, but you still the, you the nigga that everybody want to be with? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, it's the real talk is, man, I, I'm a no business. I mean, I don't mess around with business. And when right. it comes down to business, I'm very straightforward. I am, uh, you know, I'm from the streets. In the streets, you have to handle how things are. And, um, but I've humbled myself, you know? I, I've realized that these opportunities have been given to me for a reason, they're blessings. Right. And if I would have kept the same mentality that I kept, because I've, I've snatched niggas off stage for doing my jokes. People know that. I've known snatching niggas straight off stage for doing my jokes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it a hook, hold jab, on. uppercut, <laughs> Yo, any combination? Off stage? Yeah, yeah. You know, do you regret it? Is the question. No, right I don't know. No. I think. All right, good. Well, I just, I just wanted to make sure. Like you know? we still got. I, I, I like it. Yo, he, we didn't, didn't say yo how many. I was gonna ask him how many people he knocked out. He just went there. We didn't even ask him. He, I yo, like I had it. A, you know, a nigga off stage one time. <laughs> and, and the thing is, um, I'm humble, man. I'm, I'm very, very happy. I'm in a position. You know, people always compare. You know, why you ain't up there with Kevin Hart and why you, I'm not supposed to be. I'm where I'm at. As long as I'm yeah. comfortable, I don't allow nobody to get into my head where 
I'm supposed to be this, I'm supposed to be that. And that's where a lot of people fail at because you're counting the next man's pocket. That's that's no, a lot of facts. pressure that comes with that. That's, that's that's one of those things. I said it to Eddie a couple of weeks ago, right? I said one of the quotes that keeps coming back up to me is comparison is the thief of joy. And I firmly believe that because if you're constantly sitting there saying, I need to be here when I'm only here, you're just going right. to mess your funny up. Exactly. How do you how do you kind of keep that that voice at bay? How do you keep that dude from talking too loud? Um, the The real deal is, man, you have to be very spiritually grounded. And I don't mm. care if you're a gangster. I don't care if you killed or whatever your your vice is. You have to be spiritual into knowing that you are in a good place. Mm. For mm. me to be still telling jokes after all of these years and being relevant is one thing. But for me to be financially okay through a crisis right. of COVID, that's right. a big right. thing, man. So, right, you know, right, right, you right. count that as, as, as blessings. And you have to understand that anybody could take your place. When you put in a position yes. to where anybody could take your place, and that's that's the only thing where it keeps you going stronger and stronger so that you don't allow that. Do you really think somebody could take your place, though? Um, Of course. Of course. Like, it won't like, be like... me. It won't be me. <laughs> oh, it all right. It won't be me. Okay. But, you know, people use the phrase, and this is a lot of times with corporate where they say, well, you know, we're making changes. They're trying right. somebody out mm. to see if they can yeah. be, uh, do what you do. Nobody can take, nobody will touch me with whatever I do because I put my all into it. And when you put your heart and soul into it, uh, a person, whoever's trying to do it, he's definitely trying to do it like you. Right, that's right. the bottom line. Like, all right, so... You talk about you talking about like you know what I'm saying always driving forth. You do show you put put money behind your own shows sometimes, exactly. right? Exactly. So what like like now I preach this a lot. We 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 talk about this on the show a couple times. We actually had a big argument about this on the show. All right. Do uh -oh. you think it's no because it's, it's real, right? All right. So you get paid by people, but then you also put your money behind yourself. Oh no question. How can I? Isn't both needed? Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Let me let me explain something to you. And this is something that a lot of elderly or whatever you want to call them, comedians, new or OGs or whatever, dude. If you ain't investing in yourself, you really never know how powerful you are. Because when you put your own money up, you are giving yourself a hundred percent. Nobody's trying to lose. With these guys right. who put their money up and they get these extra thousand dollars or a couple of thousand that ain't really doing shit and they consider their the people that come to the show their people when really right. they're coming to see you so you have right. to test yourself i get on my friends all the time the kings i be like dog we don't need promoters we don't need these clubs these theaters right. is out here let's rent these theaters out and fill the asses right. up we can make what we're making in a weekend in one night mm -hmm. and of course you get the argument and all of that shit so it comes to a point to where there's some shows that you just do and there's those that if you really want to make some money, put your money where your mouth is. So, like, so we going yep. through this now. Like, we, so I, I run a lot of shows in the DC area, right. and like I've always been a guy who's just like I'm just putting on a show. I want to make the show the best show it can be, but I never really promoted myself. Right, you get what I'm saying. And now I started switching to promoting myself, and now I get a lot of like, you get a little jabs now. Right. Like, oh, he only because he did that. Oh, he only right. because he did. But it's like all of it is goes hand in hand. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel about it. But the thing is, how can you consider yourself a promoter if you're not going to get on the field? That's like being in the Army sitting in the office, dude. Mm. If you're going to the war, you go to the war. And the war is whatever you face, face it. It can either go great or it can fail. But even a failure is success because you're going to learn right. from it. Yeah, right. Right. No, that's and that's, that's, that's part totally of the process right. too, exactly. right? Like every even just on on the the smallest scale of comedy, just simply telling jokes is trying and failing, trying and right. failing, trying and failing, going back. What's but, let me? I don't want to cut you off, but I, no. you made a very very valid point. This is my point here. If you're new to comedy and you can't get ten of your fucking family members in your show, how successful are you really going to be? Right. That is right, the whole right, right, point. Right, right, right. The whole point is for your own people to support your funny. And if they're not, then there's something got to be ringing the bell to tell you you're not in the right business. That and that's and that's one of the things I keep like because I put it towards booking as well. Right. Right. Because people always talk about oh y'all not booking, not booking nobody. Y'all keep booking <laughs> the same people. Right. Like they just start bitching about. And I'm like, bruh, promote yourself yes. first. Because if you don't promote yourself, at the end of the day, right, if I can, as a promoter, and it, like strictly from the promoter side, right, if I put on a show, right, I need to put you in front of audiences that want to see you. Mm -hmm. My job is to put money behind you and say, hey, I got this show and this person's going to be there and right. people show up. But if you aren't even promoting yourself, ain't nobody going to show up. Why the fuck would I keep booking you? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But I hate, like I, I told somebody, I said by doing, we've been doing, we we had a hundred, we had a hundred and thirty episodes, but we've had a lot of uh, interviews, and yeah. I'm like, I've started noticing, right, that the people that that promote themselves are always seasoned comics, right? All the people that talk about they not booking me, they not booking me, not booking me, it's always younger comics. Yeah. Is yeah. so like, do you just you just grow out of it, or is it like? Or it just whoops your ass enough where you just like, all right, I got to stop. <laughs> well, anybody who knows me knows that I created this thing called Team Capone. And with right. Team Capone, I was once a young comedian. I was always business savvy. And so I remember the, the cats from New York City who were making noise. And me trying to be a new comedian, fresh out of prison, thug, whatever you want to call me. I wanted to change. And I, I talked to a few people and they shitting on me. Straight up, nah, you know, we don't really deal with new. I was just like, I don't, all I want is stage time. You know, mm -hmm. I want to know what it's like. I want to learn what it's like to get on Def Jam. And literally, right? literally, they was like, ah, we don't really fuck with you. So I created my own avenue. And I made a vow that if I ever became successful, I will reach back out and help those that might need a little help in, in getting shine or even getting on stages that they're not used to being on just because I went through what I went through with these niggas. And now, you know, I'm unstoppable. And I keep the young, hungry dudes with me because it keeps me hungry. Mm. You seeing these dudes blazing stages, I'm not going to let them outdo me. So that keeps me on my toes. Mm. Right. That I mean, that's that's the, I think that's something that is missed a lot. Like, cause it, like comics don't realize like how much, Tony Woods is my, my big OG. Right. Right. And so like, it don't, when I talk about Tony Woods, like the younger comics, they be like, oh, you get to hang out with Tony Woods. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I shut the fuck up around Tony Woods because right, exactly. he teaches me so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. like I, you, some, you just got to be around it because it's like, 
his skill level is crazy, but I know that he keeps me around because he sees us working. Right. And it's like, it keeps, like you just said, it keeps that, that hunger in you. It's like, oh yeah, y'all not going to ever surpass me, bro. Like he's actually said that to me. Yeah. He was like, yo, oh, I see you kill. Don't ever get it fucked up. You're not me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in his own way. <laughs> Very true. It's supposed to be. Yes, sir. So what you so what you what you got up in New York right now with the pandemic? Like, how is it? How is New York coming back? Like, because everybody keeps talking about it's coming back, but how? Well, New York, I got shows with <laughs> the that's all I'm doing right now in New York with the Kings. And uh that's me, talent, Rob Stapleton, and Mark Vieira. We've been touring. Mm. A while but i have my own tour capone back on his bullshit with the team capone crew and i've been hitting that right when they started opening as soon as you open up a state i'm going to get a theater and that's <laughs> and if i'm not you know I, i'm not racist or nothing like that but it's time that we stop letting these white club owners tell us what's funny and what's not create your own avenues you know, I got a whole bunch of. Oh, you ain't got. Hey, look, 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 you ain't got a whole back concerns on no. this drink. Because <laughs> they don't. The white honest. club owners don't like his ass. Yeah, <laughs> All that shit where, you know, uh, I want to book you here, but, you know, I, I got this guy to open up for you. I don't want him to open up for me. This is my show. And so, right. you know, I have respect that that's their club, but all right, let me go get a theater and I'll put asses in the seat so I can prove, what, prove it to myself. It's always kind of funny how that humor stays guided a certain way, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 like you can tell what the humor line will be and what it won't be just based on two weekend lineups. Yeah, you yeah. you're right. That's all you need. But th that's the thing about the the, the clubs, right? It's like they know what's fun. This and I tell I tell I tell people this all the time. Don't get mad at a producer because he didn't want to book you, or because he wanted to show a certain way. Like, just do it yourself, bro. Like, right. if you think this is how it's supposed to work, I prove, listen, I talk like this all the time in front of white people, black people, and motherfuckers from international countries. Like, right. I don't care. I talk, this is how I talk, right? Everybody kept telling me in DC, DC's political. DC is a, is a political city, and you can't talk like that in front of us. And then we do 350, and it's like, no, 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 y'all stay over there now. Yeah, exactly. Because this is what, this is what these people like. So now I got to show. You know what I'm saying? Like I do a show, Dupont Underground, where we do 300 something people, and when I host, I still talk like this. Exactly. When I go on stage, I still talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. I, I I feel like everybody is going for the easy money. Of course. Do you yeah. think that, like, when it comes to comedy? Of course. I mean, it's it's so much like it's kind of brainwashed. You if you get into an improv club, you feel you're successful. Yeah. You get into a little chitlin circuit as they call it where the people really really love the comedy you don't really consider it as as successful uh, yeah you know so my thing is this man you always got barriers that you're going to actually come across people are always going to tell you, you should do this and do that believe in yourself man fuck what anybody else say fuck what they think that you could change if a person if you feel like you a person can help you with a joke and you want to listen then listen if you don't you don't have to Bottom line, Facts. but you ain't gonna believe in yourself. <laughs> Guess where you'll be at? <laughs> sitting, <laughs> sitting down in the house. <laughs> exactly. Bottom line. When when did you know that you like could go straight comedy? Because you know what I'm saying. Like I, I'm get like every other comic, you had a day job or you was doing other stuff, right? Like when did you go? 
I'm comedy. Hey, don't bring that up, man. He already said he was in the streets. Don't bring that up. That's a I didn't, I didn't break up the I'm part. I'm just saying. Just, you gotta be a, why you, you gotta be a white boy? Why you bring that part back up? Right. I didn't have no job. I came straight. <laughs> 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 I was trying to give him an exit. I was trying to give him an exit ramp. Nah, you know, I was working as, you know, somebody who did this. How dare you? How dare you, Eddie? <laughs> hey, sirs, ask your famous question. I really do want to hear Capone's fucking answer to this one. I, I I do get curious, even though as he says it's my favorite question. It is your favorite question. You always bring it up, motherfucker, that I've got to ask. Because you never just asked. You are this here, shit. Capone. I will ask. So you bring it up with the, the whole talk about racism and white club owners and everything. Right. We know that there's a delineation in comedy. Right. What are your thoughts on that delineation of comedy, specifically as it relates to mainstream comedy versus urban comedy? Okay. The difference is you are a comedian waiting for somebody to tell you you're funny enough to get on my stage in mainstream comedy. Mm. And in urban comedy, you will take it or leave it as it comes. But you feel that you have to get on the mainstream stage in order to feel justification of success, which is totally fucking stupid. Hmm. I've never wow. had you say, or excuse me, not you, I've never had a guest answer like that. And it, I've, I'm kind of compartmentalizing wow. your answer because it was very deep. I, um. Yo, what's we'll start with the big words, motherfucker? <laughs> what? Like what the the, 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 the lily, what the fuck did you say? The lily the, 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 the lily something? What the fuck is deliliation <laughs> mean? Fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant. I Capone, just went with it. can't <laughs> spell. That's the that's the big issue. Is no, like, hold on, hold on. If, if he would have been in charge of your deal, like if he would have been in charge of typing your name in to get right. you on, it probably would have been wrong. It would have <laughs> looked dyslexic. The C hey, would have been I know numbers, motherfucker. And, uh, I know money. <laughs> I know money. I don't know delineation. <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, that's incredibly profound that you stated it that way because I thought I knew where you were going to go with your urban room, and then you even took a turn on me there. I thought what you were going to say is on one stage you're waiting for somebody to tell you that you're funny enough to make it to my stage, and that's mainstream, and then the other one's, you feel it and you know that you're funny. And then I thought you were going to leave it there. But then you kind of said what is sadly true is that people do wait to get to a mainstream room because it makes you feel like that's the more successful route. How does right. that make but you feel? It, but To me, uh, I guess the, the best way to not be politically correct and say this is nobody can tell me what my funny is. And unfortunately, the powers that be that run these stages of of uh, mainstream, mainstream, that's even fucking stupid to say that. Mainstream stages is they can pick, hand pick to tell you. I've had a guy in Mississippi was like, you know, I, I don't want to bring you to my club because I don't really believe you can sell in the South. Fine. I rented hmm. out the theater sold the fuck out and it's just about i'm just a person that you cannot tell me what i cannot do and right, if you right, do right. try to tell me what i do it's not about being challenging but there's a reason you told me that mm, there's right. a reason that you told me that and whatever that reason is i kind of need to find out 
And that's just the bottom line to it, man. You're going to get people left and right. I mean, Hollywood shuffles or shuffles every, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. The, the grandfather left the company to the grandson. Comedy has changed <laughs> since then, but you're still trying to give the old rules that your grandfather gave. Well, you know how we do it here. This company is, now, fuck that. The internet has gave you an open opportunity to learn how to do your own shit, to become creative. That's number one. The COVID has taught you how to sit your ass still and reevaluate, reinvent yourself. All of this yeah. is very important that you understand it. If you don't know nothing else, I'm gonna tell you this. Every high class comedian from Kevin Hart all the way to Steve Harvey, yeah, they might have had a lot of money, but everybody was put on ground zero. Hmm. Nobody was touring. Nobody was doing no shows. There wasn't shit. It was ground zero. So if you got ground zero, we got equal trade now. And let's let's start the race all over again. Hmm. So you do think it, it you think the, the race is, is started again? Of course. You think it's of course. Mm. Of course. I could tell mm. you that by just my shows alone. How many people are willing to, waiting to see me now? When mm. you come in here, when you come in here, but it's all about revamping yourself. It's all about me putting out content now that makes sense. You know everybody's going to talk about the COVID. So you don't try to change who you are to fill in. You bring them into your perspective of what comedy is all about. And that's just the bottom line. Oof. So, yeah, I... I, I, I um, the mainstream thing I feel like is weird, right? Because mainstream, I think when we say mainstream, we just saying white audiences. A am I wrong? Like, subtly. A, we're subtly but, saying white audiences. Uh, white that's people. what but it I was, think this, but it's I think it's different now, right? People, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you go to an improv, improv is supposed to be mainstream. You walk in that bitch, it's all black people. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm so, but I, I think, I think now it's like the mainstream just means how much is people paying how many how much is our how much is promoters willing to pay you versus how much you have to put up right like urban rooms you got like you got a promoter they might pay you more but it might be one show at a mainstream it might like like a urban like for example a urban room will pay you 500 for one show I'm, I'm I'm on my level. I'm sorry. I'm, right. I'm not on your level. I'm not on your level. Right. But um, <laughs> not on your level. <laughs> I don't know your money, and I ain't counting your pockets. But I ain't on your level. But a, a urban room will pay you like five hundred dollars to do one show, but a mainstream club might pay you two fifty for four show, like two fifty a show for four. But you get four shows. You get what I'm saying? And like. It, like once the mainstream start paying you more, that's when you feel like you made it because it's like, oh, I'm getting more gigs and I'm getting paid more. Like, no, you don't think like do you, I think mainstream pays you more. That's what I'm basically getting at. But you doing more work. Oh fuck no, no, it don't no. Let me ask you a question: If you got urban mainstream, then what is theaters that you rent out? What is that called? I think that's self. I think that's self though. Huh? Like that's like if, if you if you run out of entrepreneur theater, right? maybe yeah that's some entrepreneurship. So why, so why the fuck are we waiting? Let's all right. Let's just take it. I'm not that popular right now, right? You're Jeez. not that popular right now. I'm He's not, not that popular. <laughs> but if I'm we not. put a fucking thousand dollars up together and go somewhere and get a theater, and you bring whatever, you bring whatever, you bring whatever. Dog, that's a fucking show. If you're see, not that popular, then mainstream ain't gonna put you in the shit anyway. You're right, but that, but, but people that. ain't willing to do that. Like but I, people, pack, I, but, but people also point. don't realize. People also don't realize that theaters are affordable. 
Exactly. Like, hey, they're like four thousand. That's 4, what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it depends. Like, it depends on where you're going, right? Like, in the DC type area, you're going to be spending thousands. But in some of these podunk little towns, you can grab a two, three hundred seater. That's a maybe not the most luxurious. That might thing. be five hundred dollars. That's it. Okay, hey, this is what I need you to do, Capone. I need you to send me that list. You got my email. Um, I just need you to send me a list. All them motherfuckers. Cause, uh, it's, like, no, it's no, there, I dog. <laughs> it's there. You just have to know the, the particulars on how to make it happen. There's a radio show there. It's all the same shit. And let me tell you how far this has gone down. If you really, really look at Get Up, what James Brown did was change the oh, whole whoa. scenery. Yo, I that love that motherfucker said, "Cut the middleman out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, pay I love that you. Movie. You do what you do, and he started taking suitcases of money to the fucking bank. Mm -hmm. And all he did was cut out a nigga who is actually telling him, "Yeah, you got a radio show here. Uh, we got promoted this and that." And this nigga walking around, he's, "Nah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. They coming to see me." Yeah. Right. And that's but don't you, you don't you think you had to get to a level? Slow? That's what I was saying. I say if it starts off slow, it's slow. But what is well, how much? How fucking slow can you be doing year after year? Same comedy club, same fucking shit around your corner, mm. uh, all of that. Uh, when when Thanks. do you say let me step out of this? When Thanks. do you say that? Because if you're content with a comedy club giving you 250 shows a year. And yeah, you might be good at, at this and that, but you're getting the same money. Right, right, right. And after a while, right, right. you know what? It ain't worth it. You don't even know what you're worth. Yeah. Mm, that's a good way to put it. That's all Jim. Right I, I, I ain't got shit else to say. Thank you. That's, <laughs> all, <I'm> way, way. <laughs> so that's what you know. It's profound that like we're over here like actively trying to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, bro. I'm like, all right. So if I just go. <laughs> Kind of right. If I just go in, because I know a That's couple theaters I can get for two guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got and five you got, shows in two months. If you got dudes so. hanging around you, you got dudes hanging around you. They willing to invest in you. And if not, what the fuck are you hanging around me for? <laughs> then you yeah. run around oh, here, man. you spending three, four hundred dollars on champagne at the club for these chicks. And I'm saying, yo, my nigga, let's let's get put a thousand dollars together. Let's go well, to how, the theater. But how do you do it now? That's a, that is a question. How the fuck do you? I got friends who got money, and then I like, and I be, right. so like I, I do like all right. I got um uh not to put all my business out there right, but we 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 like, fuck it. So I got a show Thursday called I'm we got the we got a podcast show on Thursday at right. Arlington Draft House. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yo, it's gonna cost me about five hundred to promote it correctly. It's gonna cost me about uh, another like three hundred for everybody. Hey. Uh, I think if we if we promote this joint, even if I if I put a little bit more money to it, I know I can probably sell it out. And then people, man, I don't know if I want to take that risk, bro. I don't know. How do you get your friends past that, right? Like, how do you get people? How do you talk to people to get past that point? Because I think a lot of people just think, like, man, I think you funny, but we friends. You we friend funny. I don't know if you 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 famous nigga All funny. Right. <laughs> well, I see you at the show when you buy a ticket, my dude. I'm giving you an opportunity. <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity for us to make some bread together. Nigga, if I'm mm. funny, you believe I'm funny, let's yo, let's put up this money. Win or lose, we got to take the risk. And if I can't take a risk with you, then you're really not my friend. And that's mm. even with chicks, man. 
Everybody yeah. is getting all niggas borrowing thousands of dollars for dumb shit. True shit. Come on, let's invest this together. I'm gonna put my G up. You put your G up. Let's go get a, a little center. I don't give a fuck what it is. It's yours. Okay. Let's go get a little center. Get a DJ to put it up. That's where it starts from. You yep. gotta start from somewhere. And if you don't believe in yourself, you're gonna be keeping on in the same circle. Mm. And that's just the bottom line. Mm. I hey man, I I got 300. Come on, nigga. I got 200. All of us can eat. Right, 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 but right, the right, right, right. Is, I mean, look what it's the same thing that these guys is doing with the clubs. The white guys put their money together, they come together. Hey, I'm gonna put one in Seattle, I'm gonna put one in San Francisco, I'm gonna put one in here, and they do it. Yeah, and you yeah, know yeah. what? They, they 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 own the whole circuit because they did it together. We can't even do it, even if you look at bigger money. How come you got all these basketball players that making millions of dollars, but none of these motherfuckers on the team? Besides Jordan. Besides Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Jordan money is different. His money right. is different. And he didn't need nobody to help him. But my right. point is, you got all of these star players that's making millions of dollars. There's one white man that can pay everybody on that whole team. Right, 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 right. You got to learn generation wealth, man. And you got to build it from somewhere. Your money has to work for you. And if I'm the product, motherfucker, invest in me. Or we don't need to be around each other. What? Why are you my friend? So you, so now, like, from what you're saying, right? Because, and I had this conversation too. Do you think it's better for comics to own clubs, or do you think it's better for us to own clubs or just promote? Because that was one of the, one of the things that I was talking to somebody about. It was like, yo, like, cause look, 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 it's pandemic money time, baby. Let's be honest, yo. Like, right. sorry to everybody that lost their establishments, but establishments are up for sale right now. Right, yeah. exactly. But why is so it I'm that like, Dave Chappelle? Why is it that Dave Chappelle don't own a club yet? Well, he why about to do, he about to do the one in Ohio. That's true. Exactly. Timing is very important. Mm -hmm. Timing is very important. And at the point where you have to realize what he put up, and I'll call it a stink about, and got all his money and his rights back, that's right. kind of unheard of. Right. Yes. That's kind of unheard of. So for him, the smart decisions is make those moves now, because when you win a, a war like that, he won. It ain't, it ain't sitting too right with a couple of people. I'm gonna tell you right now. Oh, yeah. But the people, the people spoke up for him. And right, if you right, got right, a right. voice that can make the people speak up for you, then it's a whole different story. So I hope that answer your questions. Let's trickle down back to us little guys and say, right. if you got people that won't invest in you, then they're not your people, bro. Mm. Damn. Got it. So, so, <laughs> tell the people what you got going on, Capone. I'm, like, I'm trying to look. I'm trying to the question. But I'm like, hey, I'm... I got some niggas to call. Be like, oh, some niggas to delete out my phone real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like straight oh, up and down. <laughs> well, are uh, you about to get a club? Are you you thinking about doing a club? Because I know Omar right now, up in New York. He's doing a club. Yeah, he's doing a club. I'm not. I'm uh. I'm a little different with different real estates. If one of my real estate builders turned into a club, then it turns into. But I know about you know buying these, okay, these you know these buildings. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that little slight. I sure I heard that little shot right there. <laughs> and they go, I got real so, estate, bro. Uh, 
it's, yeah. it's, it's really all about, man, right now, seeing how relevant you are. Mm. Because we all, like I said, when you're coming from ground zero, brother, the fans ain't the same. The people ain't the same. The money ain't the same. So once you can find out that you're still relevant and these people are willing to pay to come see you, that's when you go full-fledged ahead. And that's what I'm doing because people are really, really coming out to see me. Everywhere I'm at, it's pretty much selling out. And, you know, it's these these podcasts like y'all doing right now where somebody might not have been familiar with me. And then he's, oh, that's the kid from Paper Soldiers and such and such. Right. They forget. Right. So you yeah. have to put it in the, in, in the people's brain again who you really are. Because they mm. know what you've done. They know what you are. But, shit, some people didn't even know I was a comedian. They just thought I was an actor. Yeah, I don't know just... who those people are. I don't know those people are at all. Yeah. <laughs> it comes to a point, man. You have to learn to take the steps, and people should have really, really study what's going on. You can't stop with the world. I mean, if the world stopped, it stopped. But you know it's going to turn back on again because this is this is about money. America is about money, and you have to put yourself in a position to get in where you fit in at. Yo, change it, change it. Coming off of money for two seconds, right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll talk about money all goddamn day, bro. I'll pull you. I'll pull all the knowledge out your head. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> right, How you go. do this? How you do that? I ain't gonna. But, but no. So like, in right. comedy, you've been around for a long time, and I remember a show that was. I don't know if it was y'all was spoofing or it was supposed to be real, but it was supposed to be like comedian. It was supposed to be like a comedian reality show. Right. Do you remember yeah, that? Rob Bob Stapleton, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, it was a while yes. ago. It was it was supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do this is one thing that I keep hearing: comedian camaraderie. How come the community can't be together? Has it ever been that way? Like, because not. I mean, like, I, I'm um, only ten in, so but I've never seen that. All right. No, it's 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 not because. All right, you take the New York Kings. New York Kings is me. I'll say it again. Rob Stapleton, talent, and Mark Vieira. Right. Why are we the king? You're already getting backflash. Why are these niggas the kings? How do they become New York Kings and all, all of that? If you ever had to come to New York City, except for Mark, you had to come to one of us to get booked. So we decided to get together. We were making all the, the uh, arrangements for comedians to eat. And we decided to do a right. tour together. Now, don't get it twisted. We argue like anybody else, but we already know yeah, our you position. got talent on there. Talent, you got talent on there. I know right. y'all be arguing. So when you host, <laughs> that's what I got. So it comes to a point. It's the truth. But the thing is, we explain to each other, and we know that it's it's definitely a competition within ourselves. Mm. You know, I know Mark is going to go up there and rock. And I know Rob is going to go up there and rock. And here I got to follow them niggas. But I make sure that my heart is so deep that it, 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 y'all not going to make me look bad. I don't give a fuck who going in front of me. But And right. that's the right. thing what makes it so good because every guy is trying to do better than the next guy. Mm. You're getting fire all the way around. So I say right. that they they could it, it don't make no difference if you put the the, the five sombrero comedians, the 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 Spanish yard comedians. They're not going to come together because they don't five understand sombreros. their position. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever the name is. Everybody's thinking about kings. Fuck the kings. Right, right, they ain't got right. nothing to do with the name. He got five hard hitters that go in and no yep. matter what. But instead right. of somebody else coming together and bringing their own tour together, they're so worried about what we're doing. And that's what. But why is that? Why is that? What is the what is the thing that comics are late to? And I'm I'm saying this, Frank. Comics are so lazy that they rather hate than to add to. Because it, it like you get what I'm saying. Like if it's five kings, cool. Like you said, let's do the five some bros. Let's do the five ball heads. Let's do whatever the right. fuck we want to do and make right. and come together and do and and not shit on but, the five kings, but be like, yo, their show is on Thursday, nice. our show on Friday. They got show on Saturday. We got show on Sunday. Right. Well, the problem is one thing, and you have to understand. When you become successful at what you're doing, everybody thought about that idea. I know we should have did it. I know we did that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I know that. So they're not worrying yeah. about their shit. They're worrying about what we're doing now. Mm. And once you understand that, that's what keeps you on top of the water. These niggas, I, there was a crew that was getting together that wanted to get together because they hated us. They hated us. This nigga was calling around everybody. Let's do this. We're going to be the, the, the head niggas in the world, the head comedy niggas. And <laughs> instead of just building something that's that's off pure comedy, they build it off hate. And I, after a while, these niggas started telling on each other, yeah, this nigga want to do a crew because y'all niggas are successful. And it all comes down. <laughs> Everybody's snitching. <laughs> it's never gonna work. It was never rooted in the right thing to be exactly. Just start snitching on exactly. each other. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. This nigga called us because y'all doing the show in there and they trying to do a theater next door. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. True story, man. brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, yeah, I, I don't I I, I never we like so like we run I run the I run the DC comedy festival with a couple with a couple comics, right? And then like we in Haywood Turnip Seed, shout out Haywood Turnip Seed is on here, Matt Guinea is on here. Um it's a lot, it's a lot of comics that we all came together, and it was like we caught so much shit, and it was just like y'all do realize that y'all could do your own too, right? Like we just we just got to the name exactly. first, and it but but it was just like just how you said it, everybody was like. Man, yeah, you know, we had thought about doing that, but we didn't think it was like, yo, you didn't think it would work. Cool. We thought it would. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just what happened. Like, we thought exactly. it wouldn't work. Like, we yep. put out money, but we put out money, we put out time, we reached out to a shit ton of people. Now we got a lot of comics who want to come to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just what it is. But you can you can still do it. Just put another name on it. You just can't use us. We we own that name now. <laughs> The crazy part is that it's in every field of entertainment. But since mm. comedy is supposed to be at the lowest pole of entertainment, you see it as the little rug rat shit that happens. Mm. That's what it is. From the guys from the top talking down on the... They, man, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows who's making moves. From Steve Harvey knowing the Capone to Jamie Foxx knowing the Capone and all that. They know what's, what's making it happen. And so, but you know, there's a lot of guys who are afraid of threats instead mm -hmm. of building each other up. And, you know, all right, if you got a, a whole name out there, let's just say Jamie Foxx, which I have a lot of respect for, he put right. on Loser for young comedians to really shine and, and, you know, do their thing. But there's a whole lot right. of brothers out there that are doing shit 
to, to help the culture of, of what comedy is all about. We all know what the struggle is. We all went through the same channels. Might be different Ooh. times, but it's the same channel. And Fact. after a while, the hate just becomes overbearing and taken. You can't move forward. So how do we get past it? Do you have a, do you have a solution to get past that part? Or you just like, man, that shit is what it is. You create and you create you create your own lane. You don't perform for comedy. You perform for people. And as long as you put people asses in seats, that's that's all that matters. Comedian ain't never satisfied. He's, you know, you got James Smooth, who was like the comedian's comedian. Tony Bush, that comedian. You don't really have anything bad about these guys because they stay in their own lane. They know what they can do. They ain't trying to do nothing extra. And they, when they get killed, and that's it. You have to respect them for it. You get a brother like me that looks out for young comedians, and if I don't feel that you have the criteria to be part of my tour, I ain't gonna fuck with you. I'm not gonna disrespect you, but I'm not gonna fuck. Oh yeah, this nigga only doing this and do only doing that and doing. I don't have to invest my fucking money in you. If you feel that you can do it, like you said, it's a for you to go to. <laughs> That's it. I don't know why I gotta explain that to people sometimes. I'm not even you. Like, at least, like, they, they be like, I mean, he got 30 years in the game. I've got like 10. I'm like, listen, bro, I'm not putting my money behind that shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Man. I'm not putting yeah. money behind your dick. Now, hey, Capone, we got, we going, this is our last question. It's a very simple question. It's a very easy question. And it is, it is, it is, it is it's a question that we ask everybody. Everybody that's a comedian is a question yeah. that we ask, right? Because it brings up, it, it, it really goes, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing this shit out because I want Terrence to feel the wrath because I know where you're going to go with it. But this is the point, right? <laughs> like, it, I'm not going to put my money behind comics who do dick jokes. Do you like, do you put money behind comics that do genitalia jokes, pussy jokes, dick jokes, all them jokes? Um, I don't, I don't. I don't rate a comedian on his, his comedy because it can change. But I will say this to you. I don't knock out the guys who got the dick jokes. I create an avenue show for them. And when you create an avenue show for them, it's actually a place where they can grow and learn or actually a place that they can fail. I'm not going to put them on my main show. I'm not going to take them on the road with me. But in the city, I know how to put a show together, let these guys, and I did it last night in Atlanta. Last night in Atlanta, oh, for real? we had a show where, yeah, guys think they're funny, and we call it me and Wanda Smith. We put her on the show, and she's my co-host, and Wanda Smith runs Atlanta. She was the radio queen for 25 years, so for me to come into their town and not really pay homage to what she created, and we, we right. had magic now. Now they want to do it everywhere, because Okay, comedians, I'm just giving you an opportunity to really show. Because I'm the host of the Apollo, so I know what it's like to be an amateur. So right. here it is. I'm giving you an amateur forum for comedians. Now, mm -hmm. in order for you to really rock, bring people Bring all your fucking people out and see how much you work. Here you are. Not two niggas come to see you perform. Whole club packed on a mm. Monday. Two niggas didn't come see you perform. That's enough to tell you you need to uh, step your game up in some way. So I don't know. Yeah, stop doing dick trying. jokes. <laughs> yeah, he can do dick jokes all, his, all he wants to. But he's going to do it at that forum. 
Hey, Terrence, I think he answered it for you, bro. Some people, some people just start out with that joke. And my dick. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's Start right. off with dick jokes, end with dick jokes. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> hey, Capo, thank you for joining us, man. Yes. This shit has been fucking amazing, bro. That was a lot of jokes, bro. Yes, very yeah. much. Thank Yo. you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we out of here. Make sure y'all come. Uh, make sure y'all tune in uh, uh, next week. We got another show for you. But make sure you follow Capone. He got a lot of shows coming up. Um, We're going to be in contact. We got to get this $1,000. You said $1,000 each person, right? $1,000 each person we're going to rent. That's all it takes, brother. Let's, Let's do this do it. shit. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab, get it? That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it.